Whew. One way to remind yourself that you are not in your 20s anymore is go celebrate your wife's 30th birthday party and drink like you haven't drank in a long time. Not that I was hungover, but damn, man, I was exhausted the next day. Still am. Gotta remind myself, not in my 20s anymore. It's not the same. This is gonna be a very fun edition, or episode, I should say, of the Genteel Life Podcast because I'm gonna talk about how you celebrate a 30th birthday during a pandemic. But also, we kicked off last week the ultimate movie tournament brought to you by the Genteel Life Podcast. Last week was animation, was that genre. This week will be sci-fi. So I'm going to break all of that down of what happened in the tournament, talking about celebrating a birthday in your 30s. So that is all coming. But first, we got to roll ourselves our little intro, and here it is. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentil Life Podcast. I'm Ryan Gentil. My life is anything but dull, and I've been lucky to have met some great people in my life. I love sharing stories about what goes on in my everyday life, and since I've met a lot of great friends along the way that are doing some extraordinary things, I thought to myself, why not share some of their stories along with a few of my own? On this podcast, you're going to hear me share stories from my everyday life that maybe you can relate to. You'll also hear some from my friends that I bring on from time to time and the great things that they have going on as well. You might even catch some funny stories between the two of us. This is The Genteel Life. All right, here we are. We're back. And man, it is going to be a fun episode. I've been excited to talk about this for a while. I am Ryan Genteel, the host of The Genteel Life podcast, because we're keeping it genteel here. Thunders, I'm going to put in some thunderous applause right now. Let's put in some applause. Yeah, that's right. Yay. Yay for me. Thank you. <laughs> of course, since I edit this myself, I can give myself thunderous applause. It's a really cool thing. It's my show. But I'm excited to talk about how do you celebrate a birthday party in a pandemic, let alone your 30th. Your 30th is a very important birthday to celebrate. It's one of the few that it's really up there. It's, you know, your 16th is up there because you're legal to drive. Your 18th birthday, because now, you know, you're 18, you're about to graduate high school more than likely, or, you know, you can at least buy cigarettes, you know, that type of thing. Your 21st birthday, because now you're legal to drink and do whatever. After that, eh, you know, the birthdays are, you know, kind of depending on the person, right? But your 30th, and then your 40th, 50th, and so forth, right? Your 30th birthday should be a very important birthday to celebrate. But man, during the pandemic, it, it, it creates some challenges to do. So I'm going to talk about that as far as, you know, the challenges that came from trying to help my wife have a great 30th birthday party. But before I get into that, we got to talk about the Ultimate Movie Tournament because people keep asking me, like, how did you come up with this? Like, what, what is going on? I listened to a podcast called The New Day Podcast. Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan since I was, I think, like eight or nine years old. And so I still watch it as a grown ass man. You know, it is what it is. It's entertaining to me. It's like my guilty pleasure in a way. There's a group called The New Day. Uh, they're like a faction. There's these three guys, and they're very funny. They're very energetic. They're fun to watch on TV. They've been together for a long time. That's something you very rarely see in wrestling is somebody together that long. Well, anyways, they have their own podcast. So last week, I listened to their podcast. They were talking about the ultimate action movie tournament. Like They were trying to decide what is the ultimate action movie. And it was just very entertaining to hear them talk about it. And it gave me an idea. I said, man, I should do that. I should do a movie tournament, but no, don't do just action. Like, ooh, 
maybe I can just do all genres and it all narrows down to what's the top movie. But I was like, okay, that's great. But it's not fun if it's just me deciding who advances to what, right? Because I'm not the only opinion out there. And I like to involve people that are my friends or people that listen to the podcast. I want you guys to be involved. So I decided, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll do a tournament and I will involve all of my friends and I'll put voting polls up for them to vote online. But doing that is a little bit difficult because now you got to figure out, okay, what are the genres that you're going to use? What are the brackets you're going to, or, you know, how many are in the bracket and what movies make the bracket, right? So I had to do a lot of research. So I did a lot of online research of top movies by Rotten Tomatoes, top all-time movies of these genres, you know, from credible sources like Rolling Stone or, uh, you know, Vibe Magazine, whatever it was, right? These, these places that say these are the top 100 all-time horror movies and so forth and so forth. After doing a ton of research on this, I decided to myself, like, okay, here's what I got. So the, so the genres that we have, I have animation, sci-fi, horror, rom-com, so romantic comedies, regular comedies. Now, I did have suspense and thrillers separate from drama, but then I realized doing the research, those all those movies really coincide really together. So really, thrillers, suspense, and drama are one category. And then you got your sports movies, and then your action movies. I thought to myself, you know what? That is a good way to break up the genres. That's eight genres. So then I was like, okay, well, how many should I have in each genre? I came up with 16. I thought, okay, 16, because there was a lot of great movies out there. The thing is, though, with the movies that I have selected, or, well, let's put it this way. The the movies that I have available, right, that I picked for the bracket were not easy to pick. Going through the list, and I mean, here, you're going to hear, I mean, I have pages upon pages of movies written down, you know, and ideally, I think I had close to 400 movies like just written down for each genre Like these were the top movies, you know, and some of these you never even heard of. I thought of some, you know, that came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, these might be good movies too. And so of course, you know, everybody's like, well, what about this movie? What about this movie? Like nothing's going to be perfect. Right. And I understand a lot of people are going to say to themselves, well, this movie's not really an action movie. It's more of a comedy action movie. And it, it can really go either way on some of these. Right. I did a drawing online or live on uh, Facebook live and Instagram live of basically going, okay, I'm going to pull out the genres that are going to go up against each other. Right? So the genres, so I I basically pulled them out of a hat of the genres that were going against each other. And then when I picked the final 16 for each genre, it was like looking, I did a lot of research. I looked at cultural significance, Oscar nominations, popularity of it all, you know, famous quotes, you know, like, is it like what, impact did this movie have maybe on people you know so there's a lot of good movies that were left off believe me a lot of good movies were left off but a lot of good movies are in here as well too so without further ado because i said to myself i'm gonna do everything online everybody's gonna vote but you're not gonna know the winner unless you listen to the podcast so you gotta listen to the podcast guys to find out the winner so you can see the voting now here's the thing the percentages that you see when you vote even if you go back and you keep looking throughout the day to see if it's winning Just know it's not just voting on Facebook. It's also voting on Instagram. So there are two different sets of votes that are coming in and I got to tally those up. So just because one looks good on the other doesn't mean it's going to win. So just keep that in mind. So you got to listen to the podcast because you just never know what could happen. It could come down to the very end. We're going to talk about animation, right? Before we get into the topic of your 30th birthday in a pandemic. 
The animation was the one to kick off the whole tournament, which I think was a good one. Good family-friendly movies, a lot of great classics in there. The one that won did not surprise me, right? It did not surprise me. But we're going to break down the tournament, though. You had Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet versus Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That was one of the, that was a first round matchup. Spider-Man won that one pretty decisively by 60%. And then you had Beauty and the Beast versus Pinocchio. I thought Pinocchio would do a lot better because Pinocchio is a good movie. It's a good animated movie, but Beauty and the Beast crushed it. 92% to eight. Like I was very surprised by that. And then your next round, this was a very close matchup, which I was a little surprised. I did not think the winner of this round would go, but it was Moana and Shrek. So then you had Moana versus Shrek. It was 52% to 48% Moana beating Shrek. So I was a little surprised by that. I thought Shrek was going to win because Shrek's a great movie. I remember when it came out, like even adult, like it was that type of movie that yes, it's for kids, but it had adult humor. So that's why I was a little surprised that that one did. Next up was Frozen versus Toy Story. Another one where I was surprised by the results. Toy Story crushed Frozen, 71% to 70, um, uh, 71% to 29%. Very, very surprised that, 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 to that point. So then you had Who Framed Roger Rabbit versus The Lion King. I loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I remember watching that as a, as a kid all the time, and it was so cool that you had a real person interacting with cartoons. If you get a chance, if you have Disney+, Plus, there is actually a behind-the-scenes like kind of documentary talking about certain movies and how they were done. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was on there, and I remember watching it going, that was so cool. And the way they were able to do that back in the day, I think that was what, I think it was late 80s, maybe 90, 91-ish. What they were able to pull off with very limited type of technology was incredible. It was so cool. Believe me, I wanted this movie to maybe go a little bit further, but its first round matchup it drew up against was The Lion King. Because again, all these I drew randomly out of a hat, guys. I didn't put these teams or these movies, excuse me, against each other. I randomly drew every, I drew everything out of a hat. All of these matchups that you see are not because of what I think. It's literally at random. So of course, Lion King dominated and moved forward. You know, Spice, you know, they, Lion King took 78%. So then we go to Lady and the Tramp versus Aladdin. And Aladdin crushed Lady and the Tramp. Another thing I was a little surprised by, Aladdin took 75% of the votes. Now, this one was pretty close. 101 Dalmatians and Jungle Book. Jungle Book, I think, is a very underrated cartoon. It's a very good movie. 101 Dalmatians is so good. So, of course, Dalmatians won 50, by taking 55% of the vote. And then Coco took on The Nightmare Before Christmas, which another one that I was very surprised because I know a lot of people love The Nightmare Before Christmas, but Coco dominated 72%. So then you move in, Spider-Man versus Beauty and the Beast. Another really, I mean, kind of close, but Beauty and the Beast wins, takes in 59%. Moana and Toy Story, Toy Story dominated and moved forward. You had the Lion King versus Aladdin. Lion King won, they dominated. 101 Dalmatians versus Coco, Coco won 59% of that vote. So your final four was Beauty and the Beast versus Toy Story, Lion King versus Coco. Once again, Lion King dominated Coco, 72%. Beauty and the Beast and Toy Story was very, very close. Toy Story took only 52% of the vote to advance. Lion King versus Toy Story. And once again, Lion King dominated. So Lion King, the animation, dominated this entire tournament. The lowest percentage of votes that Lion King had was 66%. And that was in the second round before moving on to the final four. 
Like Aladdin gave it its most tough competition. Because Aladdin's a great movie. It's a great cartoon. I mean, Robin Williams, I mean, just made that movie with his version of the genie. But Lion King is Lion King. I remember watching Lion King in the theaters. I remember being a kid and watching that movie. And, well, I guess I mean, I wasn't really a kid. I was a young teenager, maybe, something like that. But I think I was maybe 12 or 13. Lion King was just such a good movie. had great music. It had so many good elements to it. You have a tournament here that... You had a lot of really close matchups. You had a lot of close matchups. Lion King just dominated. It dominated all the way through. Like, it wasn't even a question. Like, Lion King took it all the way. So, Lion King is your champion of animation. What that means now is the winner of the sci-fi bracket will take on the winner of the animation bracket a few weeks down the road. We got to get through these other genres first. So, we're going to have sci-fi and horror. Sci-fi is coming up uh, this week. I do know this. I have a horror category. And I have it set up to where it is the week right leading into Halloween. So I feel like that is the perfect thing. So in the beginning of November, we're going to have a big tournament with these genres going against each other to see who will be the lone winner of the ultimate movie tournament. So there's your animation. We're going to take like a very, very quick break. All right. Wow. Okay. So the ultimate movie tournament is underway. Lion King is going to be taking on the winner of sci-fi here in the beginning of November. Voting for sci-fi starts this Thursday. We're here to talk about your 30th birthday party. So I remember when I turned 30, I was excited. I mean, I went out and I had a blast. Like I celebrated it like it was my 21st or my 25th birthday. My 25th birthday by far was probably the best birthday party I've ever had that I don't even remember. Went to the bar, a ton of my friends came out and we just celebrated and we went all out and we had a blast. So I brought, and back then, you know, you don't really, I mean, you had flip phones, so your camera quality is not that great. So you actually have digital cameras. So I brought my digital camera. I remember waking up the next morning, laying in bed, because I didn't drive. Every time it's my birthday, I never drive, you know, because I'm like, look, I know what's about to happen. My friends are going to buy me shots. It's just going to be crazy. So I need somebody else to drive me. So I remember waking up the next day, and I look over, and I see my camera. I'm like, okay, so I got my camera. That's good. Well, hopefully we got some pictures. I want to say there was close to 75, maybe 100 pictures in this thing. I go through the first four and remember those. After that, I didn't remember any of these things. So I'm looking at all these photos going, I don't remember this. I don't remember that. I don't remember anything. But the one thing I was happy about was the fact that it looked like everybody was having fun. Everybody had a good time. And believe me, I heard a lot of stories after the fact too. But that was my 25th, right? So my 30th, I mean, it wasn't as crazy because, you know, you're 30 and your recovery time starts to expand as you get older. You know, you are, <laughs> you are not... 21 anymore where like yeah i feel a hunger hungover for a couple hours and i'm fine now yeah let's go back to the bar and drink you know when you get closer to 30 it's like all right my hangover just lasted for like day and a half two days okay i'm kind of tired nah maybe i shouldn't be going out uh again tonight or something like that right so that's that's what it's like when you get close to 30 but 30 is still on a significant milestone you gotta celebrate that that's a big number my 30th i went out i had a good time and i had some fun it was, it was a blast. And like I said, it wasn't as crazy as my 25th, but I still had so much fun. I, I saw great friends. 
I drank, played darts, we had some laughs. I mean, it was just, it was entertaining and it was fun. Now we're in a pandemic. Everything's closed down. You know, my cousin owns a bar where if everything was opened, we would have been at her bar celebrating. But it's not because everything's shut down. Everything's quarantined or you got to have social distancing. And it's like, well, a lot of people don't want to go out because of everything going on, which is completely understandable. I'm not going to be upset about that. You know, hey, I don't want to go out because of the pandemic. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Let's just say that trying to celebrate your 30th, I think, is very challenging. And so my wife, she turned 30. One of the things that is just a challenge, you know, nowadays, it's like, okay, where can we go? Because I don't want to just sit at home. We got two kids. I don't want to just sit at home and do nothing. I want to do something for her, you know? And it's not like we have a lot of money right now where I can just spend something expensive. Because originally I thought, well, maybe we go fly somewhere or we go out of town. Well, okay, money is really tight, so we can't do that. Okay, so what can we do? There's a lot of things to do here in Houston. Ooh, I have some Marriott points. Maybe we just get a hotel in Houston. Okay, so let's look into that. So we looked into that, but not a lot of options as far as what to do, you know, in the city, because again, everything's pretty much shut down. And then I remember I saw a post from a friend about, you know, some something going on at their bar that they own. It's called Stats Sports Bar and Grill. And I was like, oh, that's right. They're open. Okay, let me text my buddy that I know that owns the place or he co-owns it. And I said, hey, man, is there any weird restrictions or anything y'all are doing differently? Nope. Business as usual. I mean, have a mask and everything, but you know, business as usual. Okay, cool. So I talked to my wife about it and we set it up, right? It was very different, you know, but we still had a blast. We, we went out and we, we had our drinks. We had dinner. We stayed at a hotel. We decided that, you know what? We're just going to act as normal as possible. And we were able to. And the great thing about this place is because I've been there before and it's a fun place to go. You know, even though tables were socially distanced, we were still able to have conversations with other folks, you know, because we're just sitting there. And that's who we are. You know, we are, we are, you know, good conversationalists. You know, my friend uh, Lauren and her husband, Mike, I've known Lauren since, you know, for 17 years. I met her in college and we uh, were out near where they live because they live pretty much on the complete opposite side of Houston from where we are. We decided like, hey, since we're gonna be close to y'all, if y'all want to join us, great. If not, it's okay. Well, they were able to join us and we had a blast and it was just, it was so much fun. It was just fun to know that for at least a few hours, we could pretend that nothing was going on like it's going on right now, right? But it was still just weird. Looking back on it, we had a blast. We had a lot of fun. But we had to pretty much travel to the opposite side of Houston from where we are to be able to do that. And that's what I find very weird. And just, it's just sad, you know, that you can't just go to a bar near your house or have an event or have people over at your house. You know, that was the other thing. We thought about maybe just throwing a party at the house, but we're like, but how many people are actually going to come, you know, like we don't want to waste our time doing all this. And only a few people show up, you know, like if we're having something at the house, we'd like to have a good turnout. You know, we, we were looking at a lot of different options and you know, we settled on the option that we did, but trying to celebrate your birthday during the pandemic right now is very, very tough. And of course, anybody that's had a birthday between, you know, March and now understands that. And it, it sucks, you know, especially those big turning point ones. Like if you're turning 21, I mean, there are some places open, obviously, but the places that you maybe normally would like to go to are probably not open, and that's probably difficult, you know? Like, a lot of people like to go to clubs. No clubs are open, that's for sure. You know, you can't go clubbing, can't go dancing, nothing like that, and that's probably very frustrating, and I feel for you. But let me tell you, it was still a fun night, and I'm here to say that even in a pandemic, you can find a way to make things fun. You just gotta get creative. Don't get lazy get creative, think of other ways, or do things that 
you know you're going to have fun with, especially if you're with somebody, do things for them, you know, because this was the thing. I wasn't trying to do things that I would have fun doing. I tried to make sure we did things that my wife would enjoy. And I knew she would enjoy like just getting out of the house and staying somewhere else. We go do dinner. And even if it was just us two, we're going out to have some drinks and just hang out. For anybody that knows myself and my wife, we tend to make friends wherever we go. We are very big conversational type people with anybody. During a pandemic or not, <laughs> very rarely you're a stranger. There was a girl that came and sat across from Megan. I was playing darts with Mike and just started talking to Megan and they were chatting. And I mean, she was, she was a chatty Cathy. Let's just put it that way. She was a very chatty Cathy. She said some very weird things, kind of talked some shit at times. And I would just talk shit back to her. And she would have this very confused look of like, you can't talk to me that way. And I'm like, well, you're talking to me that way first. I didn't, I don't even know you. It's things like that though. But you know, and it's not like she was, a, she didn't seem like a bad person. I mean, I, I don't know her at all, but it was, it was very interesting that, you know, during the pandemic, we still find a way to have conversations and still have fun and still have fun. And I think that's, that's very, very important that you got to be able to have fun. So it was, it was a fun night. My friends, Mike and Lauren, it was so good to see them. We don't see them that often. Cause again, when you're living in Houston, if you live in North Houston and somebody else that you're friends with lives in South Houston, that might as well be living in another state. Because it's such a long drive to get to where those people are. It was fun, but let me tell you, celebrating a a birthday in a pandemic is definitely difficult, but it's not impossible, folks. It's not impossible. It can be done. You just got to get creative with it or just keep it minimal. Keep it to a small group of people or whatever it is you got to do. But man, this has been an interesting episode. But yeah, celebrating a birthday in a pandemic is definitely something that is is fun to discuss. And I'll tell you right now that it, it's it's something that you should uh, still enjoy because it's your birthday. Okay, it's your day, pandemic or not, it is your day, and so you should be able to you know celebrate that regardless. Looking at my list here, I'm like, all right, so what's next on the agenda for the Gentile Life Podcast? Got a couple different ideas coming up. So I actually turned 39 in a couple weeks. I turned 39. Holy crap. Yes, my wife is very younger than me. That's right. I married a, a younger, a youngin, and I'm proud of it, and I'm okay with it. You know, I, I'm turning 39 here, so I might talk about life in your 30s, man, how things change. That's going to be coming up in a couple weeks. I got some labor stories. You know, some labor stories of like when you go into labor with your kids, it's not like in the movies where it's like my water broke and then all of a sudden you're at the hospital and the baby's born and everything's fine. No, it's not like that. Folks, let me tell you what you see in movies and TVs is complete and utter horseshit. It's horseshit. It's not real. Now, I know people know that, but I feel like they revert back to well, I know it's not real, but I feel like it will be pretty normal. Oh, hell to the no. Labor is not predictable. It's unpredictable. And I got some very funny stories, especially with our first one being born, about what went down when that water, quote unquote, broke (laughs) the second time. Again, that's a fun story. So that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks. Looking to get some guests on the show because then they can chime in with their thoughts on you know, the movie tournament and everything else like that. Find me on The Genteel Life on Facebook, on Instagram, the underscore genteel underscore life. If you are looking to vote in these because you're not on my personal page, that is perfectly fine. Shoot me a message. 
and I will be happy to let you in so that way you can vote as well. I would love for you guys to get the vote if we are not personal friends on Facebook or Instagram. Just make sure that you do that if you would like to vote on this Ultimate Movie Tournament because it's going to be going over the next... Oh, man, it's going to be going for the next, you know, till at least the end of October, you know, is the is the genre rounds. And then uh, all the genres going against each other will happen. Uh, I believe I have it set up first week of November, I believe, something like that. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun, so make sure you hit us up on our socials. And uh, if you want to email us, thegentillife at gmail.com is the email. So feel free to shoot us an email. Uh, if you like as well, be sure to like us, guys, and uh, and subscribe, guys. Subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. You know, wherever it is, hit the subscribe button so that every time I upload an episode, it will pop up and tell you, hey, guess what? This jackass has another episode up. What dumb things are he, is he going to say today? Or can I relate to this? Or how did this movie advance? You know, there's a lot of fun things you can do. Hope everybody is staying safe. I hope everybody's having fun. Remember, we're all in this together. But we're not because <laughs> everybody has a different situation. But look, keep your heads up. Sooner or later, it's going to have to get better. Make the best of a bad situation if you can. Love everybody. Hope you all have a great one. And we'll catch you on the next show.